great movies and food go hand in hand. And with a new Sledbox and DoorDasher partnership, you don't have to worry about either. With the Sledbox app, we serve up the greatest North Pole movie titles to automatically deliver on your appetite. Like The Art of Elf Defense, starring partial art star Jean-Claude Van Damme. And right now, Sledbox is joining forces with DoorDasher. We'll deliver not only cinema's most satisfying titles, but also more than just popcorn for your feature presentation. That's right. For 12 days, order a qualifying title from Sledbox and get a 12% discount on a DoorDasher order from participating restaurants. But hurry, this deal will be gone faster than Santa's sleigh on Christmas Eve. Add it to your list. Sledbox and DoorDasher. Movies and munchies. Perfect for those cold holiday nights. This program contains talk about criminal activity and may paint a not-so-flattering picture of some of your childhood heroes. It even includes a few cuss words and may not be appropriate for your youngins. So, you might want to earmuff them or send them outside to play. Thanks for listening. that right, Santa Claus. My name's Richie Buck. I'm a former pest control technician, carpenter, and sometimes wise man in my church Christmas program. As for my current situation, I'm an investipodster. And the jolly man you just heard on that recording? Well, last year he got locked up. This year, he's gone and busted out of jail. Guess who's going to drag him back to face the Christmas music? You can thank me later. This is season two of Santa May Be a Criminal, an ongoing Yuletide investigation. You got anything else other than cookies and milk? Do you have something like bangers and mash? And this is the fourth day of Christmas. Up and Banished. Hi, everyone. Hello. I'm Lauren. I am Ken. And this is Paradise After Dark. Dark, 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 dark. Paradise After Dark is a weekly podcast covering true crime. Unsolved mysteries. Missing people. And urban legends. We cover cases such as the Vampire of Dusseldorf. The Cracker Barrel Murders. The cases of missing Terrence Williams and Felipe Santos. Serial killer Bobby Joe Long, and much, much more. You can find us on all podcast platforms. If you love true crime and all things mysterious, give us a listen. Huh? What? Your flight! You overslept! I did? Yes! Shit! Well, this is odd. I guess you know now that Myra stayed over last night. Don't worry. Nothing happened. Wink, wink. Did you not sleep well? I mean... What? Well, you kept getting up and acting like you were folding pizza boxes. I kept having to fake make pizzas just to get you back in bed. Oh, sorry. I forgot to warn you about that. It happens sometimes, from my time as a pizza maker. I had no idea. There's lots about me you don't know. Stick around. You can learn some more. I think I will. Out of curiosity, 
What kind of pizza did you make? Do you even need to ask? A taco pizza, obviously. <laughs> and that is why I'm mad about you. She kisses me on the cheek and I quickly pack my suitcase, throwing every warm thing I have inside, trying to anticipate the worst conditions possible because, if you remember, the North Pole, it's cold as Alaska. I take a deep breath, look once more at the Tooth Fairy case file, and decide I'll deal with that when I get back. See you soon. Not soon enough. You don't get to know where she kissed me then. That one's mine. Bye. Then I jump in my truck and haul ass to the... Welcome to Savannah Hilton Head International Airport. Please report any suspicious activity or unattended bags to the nearest TSA agent. And from all of us at the Hostess City, happy holidays. The airport. Destination, the NOPO. Estimated time of arrival, who the hell knows. Sometime late tomorrow or early the following day. Since people started traveling again, you know, after that thing that shall not be named, it seems airlines are having a hard time getting their shit together. Mask or no mask? It's like the same rigmarole I went through for Halloween this year when I was Elvis Presley. Thank you. Thank you very much. But it's also a lot, and I know it's not their fault. I just can't wait till I get to the train and the sled dogs and the... Excuse me, sir. Yes? Ticket and ID, please. Sorry, I put it back in my bag because... Because we're slow. No, because I needed to send a text message and I didn't want to drop them. Hmm. Is this you? Excuse me? This photo. Is it you? Who else would it be? She's referring to my overtly Christmassy garb. I'm wearing red shoes, black pants, a t-shirt with my podcast art on it, a Santa Claus-themed sport jacket, and an ugly sweater fedora. In other words, I don't stick out at all in a crowd. Wink, wink. Why are you dressed like this? I have a podcast. Jesus Christ. Christmas. It's about saving Christmas and crime. It's about a crazy, crazy crime at Christmas time. That's why I'm headed to the NOPO to investigate. Excuse me, the NOPO? Sorry, the North Pole. You expect me to believe you're headed to the North Pole? Can't you see my itinerary? I feel like when they type, they have to do everything twice. It seems to take forever. Well, Jiminy Christmas, I thought you were lying to me. Well, that wouldn't be very nice, would it? I suppose not. Now, what is that in your other hand right there? This? It's my microphone. And why do you have a microphone in an airport? I told you because I have a podcast. Hold on just a second. At this point, the airline agent walks over and whispers to her colleague. That agent turns her back to me, but I can tell she's speaking into one of those little shoulder walkie-talkie thingies. I thought only police had those. The agent returns back to the desk. She picks up my passport and my photo ID and pulls out a small bag. She puts both inside. I kind of need those. You do, but first we need to take a closer look at you. You ever had a cavity search before? Why? Are you a dentist? <laughs> you think you're cute, don't you? Just a little- You're not. You're a smartass. She pulls a small mirror from behind the desk and turns it on me. To be fair, I do look sort of ridiculous, but I'm not doing anything wrong. You heard the announcement. If you notice anything unusual, alert the TSA. TSA always tosses my bags. Well, now they're going to toss you. Excuse me, what? Come on, this way. 
Oh, and I need you to turn off your microphone. Okay, sure. Yeah, right. You think I'm turning this off, especially now? Elf the establishment. Is it off? Yes, ma'am. Good. I just turned off the recording light. She doesn't know any better. She leads me away from the desk and back to an indiscreet beige door. We call that color gas station white. Through here. We trek down another long corridor. I'm a little nervous. This has never happened before, despite the number of times I've gotten that little TSA slip amongst my crumpled underwear. Hello? No phone. Come on, please. It's my... Well, I guess she's my girlfriend. Make it quick. Are you at the gate yet? No. Hey, something's happening. What do you mean? I think I'm being... Detained? Detained? For what? Well, I'm wearing all my podcast stuff. I told you not to do that. You want to fly under the radar at the airport? That's not as good of an analogy as you'd think. Richie, should I come up there? No, not yet. Let me see how this plays out. I should get to make a phone call, at least if I need you. Okay, let me know. We hang up, and the airline agent makes one more turn. At the very end of the long, sterile hallway, there is a door that simply reads, Interview. She scans her badge and opens the door. She'll be with you in a moment. Who is she? She gives me a look. It's a cross between a smirk and a look of pity, and then shuts the door. Inside, I notice cameras in every corner. The room isn't but about 10 feet by 10 feet. One camera should be able to handle that space, but who knows if any of them actually work. It's a little bit of deja vu. Kind of looks like the interrogation room down at the sheriff's department, but this is a little more comfortable. I guess you call that airline money. Mr. Buck, if that's your real name? It is. Richie Buck, that's your real name? It is. If you want to get technical, I'm a junior, but... She leans in close to me, and I can feel the heat from her coffee breath. I can actually smell Columbia. If I connect you to this polygraph right now, what would you say? I'd say you need a candy cane, or at the very least a peppermint. That's not very nice. Sorry, it's the truth. She turns away from me and takes a seat at the other end of the room. This far enough away from you, so you don't have to smell my freedom breath? Yeah, probably. Sorry, I didn't catch your name. I'm Agent Willis with TSA. Let me cut to the chase here, Buck. We've got our eyes on you. What you talking about, Willis? I couldn't help myself. Ha, ha, ha. You think I haven't heard that joke before? Sorry, so... what? Why am I here? The better question is, how couldn't you be here? Look at you. You're a goddamn walking red flag. I mean, don't take this the wrong way, but don't you think if someone was up to no good, they would try to be as ordinary as possible? Fly under the radar, so to speak. Never use that analogy in an airport. See? Well, surely they ain't walking around like someone dipped them in a grease fat of Christmas spirit and fried them up crispy. In my line of work, you never know what kind of sick weirdos you'll end up dealing with every day. She produces my ticket and passport and gives them a once-over, then looks at me a long moment. When you retrieve your bag, you'll find that it has been sufficiently tossed. But I had everything packed so neat. Wink, wink. So... Tell me, do you know him? Who? You know who I'm talking about. Santa Claus? Yeah, him. I do? Look, I've done some things I'm not proud of this year. Well, that's not any of my business. Do you have any pull with him? Any pull? 
with Santa. You know, can you get me on the nice list? Look, Santa's not even on the nice list right now. How am I supposed to... Well, you are going to the North Pole. For other reasons. Santa's not there. But I hear there's a list. A big list. You can just write me in, can't you? If you'll let me make my flight, I'll see what I can do. Deal. It's Janine Willis. Janine Willis. Making a mental note right now. She hands my passport and ticket back. Looks at me a long moment. This year hasn't been easy on any of us, you know. Sure, of course I know. We walk to the door and stop. So, was that all this was? To get on the nice list? Please, don't tell Santa. (sighs) He already knows. Hello there, my name is Allison Dixon, and I like the dark. For many years, I've applied this love to writing horror and thriller fiction, but with my new podcast, Ding Dong Darkness Time, I relish the opportunity to explore the shadowy corners of real life, but in an accessible and friendly way. Each season of the show is a deep dive on a particular topic, with various special guests along for the ride. One such guest was actually Brett from The Prosecutors. Season one explored multiple haunting aspects of the arts. Season two covered the works of Stephen King. The upcoming season three will be all about cults. Future seasons also include gangsters, morbid Hollywood, death rituals, true crime, and so much more. And sprinkled throughout the seasons is a variety of short takes on the strange and unusual, such as morbid slumber party games, harrowing stories from military history, and even murder at the karaoke bar. Suffice it to say, if you've ever read a news story that made you go WTH, it'll likely land on my show at some point. So head on over to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and check out Ding Dong Darkness Time. And as I always like to say, be good, you little ding dongs. Finally, after all that, they let me through security and allowed me to board an airplane. I went through the same journey as before. Fly into Charlotte, make a connection to New York City where I encountered the longest bathroom line I've ever seen. Boarding a flight to Helsinki, that's in Finland. Once there, I boarded a train, is this the Polar Express? And took it until the tracks ran out. This is literally where the train tracks end. I don't see no sidewalk either. Luckily, at the train station, there was a man with a sign for me though he misspelled my last name. No, no, it's Buck. Buck with a B. From there, it appeared my only option was to employ one of those sled dog type situations. And after all that, the planes, the trains, the automobiles, even the sledding, I arrive, but I don't see Ellie. Instead, there are two elves standing there They're the same size, have the same hair color, same complexion, same face. They're twins. And, as I'm about to learn, they're like no other elves I've met before. Hi, I'm Hope. I'm Faith. What gave me away? Your f***ing get up, man. Yeah. You think we don't have pictures of you all over the no-po? Of me? Really? Yeah, some elves love you. And a bunch of elves hate your f***ing guts. These elves have quite the potty mouths. Hate me? What have I done? You with the ears. What do you mean? Always talking about the size of our f***ing ears. Dude! Yeah, we hear that. Well, I'd be surprised if you didn't. What's that supposed to mean? I realize I'm not getting anywhere with this, so I best just survive this conversation to make it to the next. So, are y'all here to escort me into town? Where's Ellie? Ellie? Yeah. Which one? 
Yeah, she's about yay big. I hold my hand to my waist. Both Faith and Hope are also that size. And I realize so are most of the rest of the elves I've met in Nopo. That probably won't help. Uh, she has dark hair. What's her last name? Shit. Her last name? Do elves have last names? I don't remember. Tato Tannenbaum said she was his daughter, but she never really acted like he was her father. Do you know Ellie O'Tannenbaum? Doesn't ring a bell. How many Ellies are there at the North Pole? 111. 112. Kelly Kardashian had a baby a couple weeks ago and named her Ellie. Aw, that's sweet. Have you seen the new episode of the Kardashians? No, is it good? Hey! The two elves look at me, pissed that I've stepped into their convo. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's cold out here and I have places to go. A man on a mission. So let's get on with this f***ing sleigh ride and get you to town. So we're going to see Karen, right? No, she's busy. Busy? With what? You ask too many f***ing questions. Well, she's the whole reason I'm here. She's not the whole reason. Well, what's that supposed to mean? Hold on to your ass. Onward! Corpus delicti is a Latin term that means the body of a crime. It's the proof that a crime has been committed, which is necessary before finding out who committed the crime. And crimes certainly don't all look the same. Corpus Delicti is also a true crime podcast that takes a serious approach into various ways crimes are committed. Cruise ship deaths, historical crimes, and women who kill are just a few of the themes we have covered cases on. We even dive deep into the case of a likely innocent man on death row in our home state of Alabama. We're coming up on 200 episodes soon, so there's plenty to binge. Join us every week wherever you get your podcasts as we dive into a new case within our current series. That's C-O-R-P-U-S-D-E-L-I-C-T-I. Hope to see you soon. As we make our way down Candy Cane Lane, I get a sick feeling to my stomach. The crowds outside of City Hall seem to be bigger. The giant Christmas tree that used to be in the center of town? Well, only about a third of the lights work. It's a pretty sad sight. Over there's where they tore him down. Who? Santa! His statue! I see spotlights ahead, illuminating a giant statue of Pee Pee Patnod. Next to the statue, there's a toppled over hunk of stone covered in red and green graffiti. As we pass, the moonlight catches its face. It's Santa. Why did they tear down Santa? You can take that up with PP. They navigate the sleigh down a back alleyway where the picketing sort of fades off in the distance. They pull into a small tunnel. Where are we? It's a shortcut. Only a handful of us know about it. We call it Santa's bumhole. Yikes. It takes us right into the belly of City Hall. And she's right. We pull out of the tunnel and up into a covered parking area. You have arrived at your destination. Don't forget to tip your drivers. I dig in my pockets, realizing I don't have any elf tokens yet. I don't have anything. Uh, will you be around tomorrow? Suddenly. Ow! I find myself on the ground, shaking the cobwebs out. Cheapskate. Loser. Richie Buck. Now how are you gonna let those two little elves do you that way? Oh, they were, uh, fast, and he had, uh... Hardy mouths? Yeah. Well, I can't tell you how many times we find them for that. Come on, let's head inside. 
I trust you've been well, Richie? As well as I can, I guess, given the circumstances. Ah, yes. Now, I assume you heard what we've done up here. Yeah, that's, that's funny. I don't remember there being a statue of Santa when I came up here last year. That's because there wasn't. Now, I had it erected when he was arrested because I knew he was innocent. That is until... Until he ran? Until he ran. I know what you mean. Pee and I have a lot more in common than meets the eye. I'm glad you're here, Richie, because I'm issuing a decree. Oh? I am. Heck, let's go on and do it. No time like the present, right? There are plenty of elves outside. It's time to rise and slay. Don't you have to get someone to sign off on a decree? Nonsense. I'm the mayor. I can do whatever I want. Mayor Patnod then grabs a scroll and rushes out of the room. I take a moment and open the book that holds the nice list. I grab the quill nearby and quickly scribble in Janine Willis on the nice list. A promise is a promise. Richie, where are you? Coming. I rush behind PP and head out onto the balcony overlooking the crowd below. It's weird. This place feels less like a city hall and more like a palace. I look over and see PP Patnod fumbling with a microphone. He looks nervous, which is the first time I've ever seen him look that way. Are you okay? I'm fine. I'm fine. Help me get this microphone on. I take the tiny microphone and after some difficulty find the power button. I flip it on. Thank you, Richie Buck. He snatches the mic from me and turns to the crowd, his scowl switching almost immediately into a radiant smile. I search the faces below, looking for anyone I know. Ellie? Karen? Hell, I'd even take Cam D. Kane right now. Elves of the North Pole, we have come to an intersection in our history. The all-important crossroads. We now decide if we continue down the path we've always driven, or if we move in a new direction. This has happened in every great civilization. Most continue on with the status quo, and most, most will they fail. The crowd, just as before, seems to be split in two. Half seems happy to hear from the mayor, the other half seem to be preparing to mutiny. It is because of that that I subject you to my decree 12.12.911. Santa Claus up and vanished from his jail cell down in the United States. Not quite sure how Mr. Buck allowed that to happen. Hey, it wasn't my fault. But that is no matter to me now. For today, I declare, nay, I decree that Santa Claus is no longer welcome at the North Pole. Santa Claus is banished from the North Pole. Santa may be a criminal conceived during the Waycross Christmas Parade by Jason Usry. Rebecca Sebastian, Shiloh Katniss, Scott Musgrove, Michelle Kaz, and a few rogue elves. To become a rogue elf, head over to Patreon where you can be naughty, nice, a VIE, that's a very important elf, or even the mayor of the Nopo. That's patreon.com slash Santa Maybe. 
Santa May Be a Criminal is part of the Glassbox Media family, the premier podcast platform for both creators and brands. Santa May Be a Criminal is written by Jason Ussery, hosted by Richie Buck, podcast production and editing by Richard Buck, social media designed and delivered by Ricardo Buck, website management by Ricky Buck III, all other duties as assigned to Richard Buck. Santa Slay Sound Design by Captain Fat Hands. Music and sound effects licensed by paying through the ears to multiple royalty-free audio providers, not the least of which are Epidemic Sound, Soundstripe, and Motion Array. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to give us a five-star rating and write a review to get on the permanent nice list, or you can roll the dice. You've been warned. Going to leave you with a public service announcement from a great organization in the true crime space. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, always, always, always be nice. When a person goes missing, their loved ones often find themselves overcome with worry and grief. Bruce Maitland started the 501c3 nonprofit organization Private Investigations for the Missing because he knows this feeling all too well. When Bruce's daughter Brianna disappeared in March 2004, he was surrounded by licensed private investigators dedicated to finding her. Now his mission is to provide dedicated private investigators at no cost to other families of the missing, desperate for answers but without the financial means. Private Investigations for the Missing needs your help. To read the mission statement, make a donation, and keep up with our blog, visit us at investigationsforthemissing.org and follow us at PI for the Missing on Twitter and Facebook and Investigations for the Missing on Instagram. Because forever is too long to wait.